This movie's long. <laughs> it is. It's so long. No, because here's the thing. It's an hour and 46 minutes, but like so much happens and also nothing happens. It took me a while. Yeah, me too. I also initially, I figured out pretty quickly that I was wrong. Even I think while we were talking about it last week, I figured out I was wrong. But I was like, this is a remake or not a remake, but like this is this is what the Angelina Jolie Changeling movie was based on. No. Um, but then because of that, the whole time I was like, who's the Changeling? But also like it's called the Changeling. So keep your eyes peeled. I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Riley. And I'm Tara. And we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, the movie with the 54th scariest movie moment of all time is The Changeling, directed by Peter Medic in the year 1980. I don't know how to say his last name. Medak? Medic? Medic. Something. Medic. <laughs> Ooh, nurse. Also, not for nothing, listeners, I'm probably going to be insane this whole episode because a little peek behind the curtain, Tara and I are going on vacation together in like three Yay. days. Yeah, that's so true. So I feel crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like, I don't know how to process it is real, you know? I, I can't, I, it's I'm just so not. I'm so excited. I'm kicking my feet. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited too. <laughs> Woo! I think the reason is, like, I'm going to freak out, like, tomorrow, not tomorrow, like, Thursday night at, like, mm. four in the morning. Yeah. Which is yeah, when yeah. I will probably be leaving my apartment right. to get to the airport. When I'm, like, calling the Uber to go to the airport, I'll just then it's gonna piss in. in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, The Changeling. <laughs> it's a movie. It's not a bad movie. I feel like I'm already no. sounding like I don't like it. It just, it, it's slow. No, it's, it's just a slow. slow movie. It's a slow movie. And that's fine. Um, yeah. Like, it's, it's good. I just wish they... Because here's the thing. I read in the little trivia facts that, like, apparently it was a lot longer and, and, like, an editor who I think is kind of famous came in, something like that, and, like, streamlined it. So I think the wow. reason we have, like, a lot of... Yeah. I think the reason we have a lot of, like, weird little, like, kind of nonsense... Not nonsense, but, like, there are some things that I feel like get dropped. Yeah, there are definitely some scenes I feel like I didn't even, like, write a note about because, like, by the time it was over, I was like, there was nothing of yeah necessity there like things will just happen and it's like yeah the house is haunted right right it's a lot of like and this house is still haunted and it's haunted in this room and it's still haunted when we leave it let's talk about how haunted it is you know what i mean yeah 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 but before we even meet any of these haunted house rooms (laughs) (laughs) um we begin in upstate new york on november 27th and it is so winter outside there is snow all over the ground and we meet our protagonist family um, pushing their car through the snow because it's not it's not running correctly. And they're having fun with it, though. They're having a good time with it, which immediately I remembered that this is a movie about a man experiencing a tragedy. And I was like, oh, this wife and daughter are not long for this world. Yeah, the plot synopsis I had read like after the fact was like after the loss of his wife and daughter. And I went, oh, we don't need to see the car accident right um also his wife is british and he's so american and i just thought that was funny a lot of people are like almost british you know west virginia sorry (laughs) (laughs) 
they get the car to the side of the road and then dad goes off like into a phone booth to call for like help because their car is broken down um and mom and daughter kathy is the daughter and the mom has a name i think she's joanna not a single clue yeah they mention her name like maybe once um but they start having a snowball fight and like it's all cutesy and everything but kathy the daughter is yelling like help me daddy ha 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 and i was like i want to die so they're having their snowball fight and then we see a large truck approaching and it like skids on the ice or something like the truck driver loses control and the car's going haywire and it like heads towards where the daughter and the mom are playing and like they see it coming and like not to blame them for getting run over by a truck no it's but they see it coming the mom grabs the daughter and then they lay down in the snow it's it's so weird and i don't understand what that strategy is because she yanks the daughter out of the way. There's also a second car. I think there's like two cars. It's their car. So the truck hits oh, their, their car's car the other. and oh. runs them over like in one fell swoop. That's so weird. Why wouldn't you get out of the way? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> again, not to blame them for getting run over no, by a no. truck. I'm sure like there's, it's a moment of panic, but they really just like lay down in the snow in front of this truck. It's so weird. Yeah. Like it's unclear. Like it's, like it like i can't i can't <laughs> but basically these characters just needed to die so that the movie can start is exactly what it is. it's full it's like it's it's fridging they get fridged it's ridiculous yeah. um so now the movie actually starts yeah <laughs> he's like walking sadly around new york city for a minute yeah some time has passed i don't know entirely how much i time. think he's talking to a doctor or a friend and it's only been like four months i think it's not a lot of time, it's but he's really now short. moving out of New York and he's moving to Seattle for like a change of scenery, which makes sense. Yeah, there was like a, there's like a cute little flashback of his daughter when they're like packing up the apartment, mostly to establish that there is like sentimental value in this little red ball with like a white stripe that Kathy had. Yeah. Um, also, his New York apartment is fucking huge and he has like a staff, it seems. I mean, he has a maid and like knows the doorman, I guess. Yeah, he's super rich. He's like a composer. Yeah. Like a I really guess, wealthy, I guess, famous composer. Uh, yeah, right. I think if you're a rich composer, you're inherently famous. I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'd, anyway, it doesn't matter that much, but it's just like a lot of like sad, like opening, right. establishing shots. Also though, there's a moment where he's like standing in Lincoln center and I was like, Hey, I've been there. <laughs> this also doesn't matter at all, but he's like over at some friend's house and they have young kids and he's like being all sad about them having alive kids. But this family's <laughs> daughter looks exactly like Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> it is, and that's no, like, I don't mean anything rude by that. It's just like, she yeah, has yeah. the same face as Finn Wolfhard. I was so not expecting because I thought she looked like <laughs> Kathy. I thought because I thought that was going to be I was just every time I there was a was child, Finn I was Wolfhard. like, that's the changeling. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard is the changeling. It's the turning. OK, but speaking of huge residences, he gets to Seattle and he's meeting with this um, like friend of a friend who works for the historical society mm-hmm. and they rent out properties, which I don't know if that's a thing that historical societies do. Because if, if it's like a yeah. historically valuable landmark, shouldn't you not be like renting it out to random people? I don't know. Exactly. No, it's really odd. But she's giving him, her name's um, Claire, mm-hmm. and she's giving him a tour of this property that he can move into. And it is 
enormous. It's a full mansion. It's like a museum. It doesn't even look like a house. Yes. They're like gonna make it into a museum and they're like, oh, it didn't work out, which we'll learn about why later. But it's so big. It's so big. Like, it's scary how big it is. Like, I would be so scared so goddamn long. That's like, I'm scared in my own apartment, which has like one, two, three, four, like five or six rooms total in my apartment. I'm scared. It's too big. But like this home is enormous. That's why the movie's so long, though. They have to show us how every fucking single room is haunted. Literally. Literally. It's each room still haunted. We do get like this cool panning shot like of him moving in and the camera just like floats through like every room and you really feel how big and expansive it is yeah but there's a lot of rooms to get through yeah but it's it's like um it's it's kind of shrouded in a little bit of mystery because claire is like oh well they've been trying to get people to live here but nobody lasts more than like a couple months or like yes immediately i was like there's something up with this woman and i did not let go of that feeling for the entire movie i was like she's up to something i agree i i also thought something was wrong with her because even like her face like when she's like letting him into the house like seems like she's up to something which maybe like it's a purposeful red herring but like she seems maybe, so yeah. up to something and she's like people don't last long here like, yeah what the fuck does that mean no i started suspecting her of things yeah. also this is like my thing where i try to guess what's going on and i'm so wrong all the time right um Oh, we get our first creepy thing because John is oh, at yeah. the piano doing a composition as he does. Um, and he leaves to go check something out in the house. And we like zoom in on the piano and one key just like plays itself. And he doesn't see it. I'm like, why'd you do that, ghosty? Who was that for? <laughs> it was just for us. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but it's also interesting because I think while he's playing a key sticks. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, won't, it's, it like won't make a yeah. sound when he hits it. But then and when it's he like, leaves. How could he have not noticed? He's a fucking composer and like a music professor, evidently, also. And I was like, I don't know how far away he was. Like, wouldn't you hear like a solitary piano key thunking right? if you're not in the room? You know, like, wouldn't you be like, hey, who did that? No, fully. It's so funny. Well, and also when the key stuck, I was like, oh, it's going to be like, because they're like, oh, unravels like a mystery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe there's like something fucked up in the piano, you know? right uh, i was thinking he was gonna like open it there was gonna be like bones or something um but then i was like oh bitch it's ghosts <laughs> just speaking of ghosty piano playing um guess who was inspired by this movie who amenabar who made the others oh the others is so good i'm so glad the i have others that on really dvd good. forever right Ugh, crazy damn that movie's good it's so good. But yeah, we get our like scary piano moment. And then all of a sudden he's teaching the largest music class in the entire world. This is where I'm like, he must be a famous composer because his oh. class is so popular. You're so- and he makes some joke. He's like, he's doing like a tight five. He's got these kids guffawing. Everyone in this class thinks he is so fucking funny. Every sentence he says, he has to pause for laughter. It's so funny. Everything like, he says. All he says is like oh, I was told the enrollment in this class was only like 23. And they're like, <laughs> literally. Like, and then he's crazy. like, he's like, I guess some of you had some free time today. And they're like, <laughs> like, it's so stupid. But that's pretty much it. And then he like, that's the thing. I'm like, why do we need to know he's a teacher? Yeah. Like, like it doesn't really don't matter. Come back. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like he goes to the orchestra with them. And then, then like, a, uh, not Olivia, Claire, I forgot her fucking name. I didn't know her name like, until like page two of my notes. Right. 
Um, because I couldn't remember it, and then I just guessed because he called her Miss Norman to be polite, and I was like, oh shit, oh god. I thought her name was Alice, and I'm like, no, that's just because that's your mom's name. You see a woman, and you're like, mom? (laughs) (laughs) Invent a guy, a guy who thinks every woman is his mom. (laughs) Christian Grey. (laughs) Guy who thinks every woman is his mom. Oh, that's a good meme. Is the Are You My Mother book and Christian Grey's head photoshopped onto the little bird. <laughs> oh, that was fucking good. How hard did I peek the mic just then? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, John, who, by the way, we don't know his name yet. Nope. He's I'm just certain the guy. we don't hear it until the next scene. But um, John does a little stand-up for his students, and then he goes to the orchestra, like, with a student or his buddies. I don't fucking know. It's, like, a very fancy performance. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone's all dressed up because the senator is there to... Well, I guess he's giving, like, multiple speeches. There's some joke about how he, like, is very uh, prolific or, like, loquacious that he talks a lot. Yeah. And it's also interesting because he, like walks up to mrs norman and claire so mrs norman is claire's mother Hmm. and claire's mother is like angrily glaring at the senator and she's like what you're seeing there is a lifelong republican like hating the enemy and i was like why did we need to do that and then i also don't understand why he's the enemy because then they proceed to talk about how he is like big into philanthropy and like donate so much money to the historical society (laughs) which she works for and i'm like wouldn't you like him then it's really odd like and then i was sure there was going to be something to that you know i mean him being a philanthropist does come back at the end yes but like their weird tension yeah i don't get it doesn't it's just odd and like i don't know but like them having to be like this republican lady i don't know it was like weird It's, it's it's another one of those things that just like doesn't come back in any significant way and that's why i don't know why not that like yeah everything well i was gonna say not that everything in your movie has to serve the plot but it kind of should yeah no i mean like it's one of those things that doesn't like feel like a like an enriching detail it's just right. sort of like why are we bringing up like par- party it's like, like now we know this side character is a republican moving on yeah and like now i sorry now i like her less you can well, cut right. that out if you want to but no, like it's bizarre but whilst at this gala performance, whatever it may be, John and Claire go off and get a drink together and they're talking. There's flirty vibes going on. And yeah, she okay. says, like, very pointedly, I'm glad you took the house, which, like, could be a flirtatious yeah. thing, but could be like, thank God I've got you in my spooky haunted murder mansion. No, fully. But also he's flirting with Claire and not to be like this, but it's only been six months since his wife died. Oh, that's and a good like, point. I didn't even think about that. And like, I'm not, I don't know what it's like to lose a partner or a spouse. I have yeah. no idea like how quickly yeah. you normally move on and like everyone grieves differently and everything, but it just sort of felt like he hadn't dealt with it, you know? Well, that is, I mean, we get one scene in a little bit of him like crying yeah. in bed, but like until then he's really just like, do, 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 like living his life, like that's joking it up with his students and his claire (laughs) which like not that you aren't allowed to be happy and have fun after someone you love has died that's not what i'm saying but it's just like as a movie like we should see him deal with that exactly and it's just like the the like just randomly they like shoehorn in the fact that he's still grieving and it's like oh yeah and then we don't deal with that ever again yeah like i don't like they just wanted him to have a dead kid so they could have spooky scenes later in the movie. I feel literally, like. literally. I was about to say, like, couldn't he just have gotten divorced, like, against his will? But no. 
that's why or it's like have them like be dead off screen like start the movie with him moving because yeah. his family died you know yeah like start at the funeral i don't know why do we have to watch like a mother and her child get like kind of in like kind of poorly moaned down like, especially if you're gonna do it so weird yeah <laughs> if you're gonna kill him it better be good literally i mean it may as well make sense you yeah know? it just be them laying down in front of an oncoming truck i'm still <laughs> mad about that no it's weird because it's like it's just like the moment of panic thing is absolutely totally like a valid thing to have happened it just lasts too long for yeah. that to totally make sense because <laughs> right. like we really see that truck coming yeah anyway. like at many angles yeah. i thought there was a second car it's weird okay yeah. I found out, though, Peter Medak um, directed the episode of Hannibal that didn't air because it was about child abuse, basically. And it was Molly Shannon <gasps> grooming kids to kill their parents. It's what? called Oof. Well, actually, there's one. Okay. He, like, goes home and there's, like, scary leaves blowing. It's, like, so many times I knew something was supposed to be wrong because of the music, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, things would be happening that I thought maybe were supposed to be scary, but not- there was no music. So I was like, oh, I guess it's fine. <laughs> yeah however one morning or like night i think it's morning oh because this is when he wakes up crying yeah it's always six o'clock in the morning is when this scary sound in the house happens and i yet again thought of that fucking new girl thing where it's like what's all that clanging and then there's like a scary door opening with nobody opening it and like the midsummer breath sounds oh yeah but after he collects himself a little bit, Claire from the Historical Society comes to drop off some artwork or something. Um, and they're it's really like hitting it off. excuse to visit as well. Well, yeah, it's like paintings that belong to the house or something. Like it's some historical society something or other. Yeah. But she's all dressed up in like an equestrian outfit. It's oh, really funny. Yeah. She's so obviously in like those little like horse riding pants and a little horse riding jacket. And he like looks at her. He's like... You're going to go horse riding? It's like, why else would she be looking like this? And she's like, yes, do you ride? And it's like, no, everyone knows that's what horseback riders look like. And it's like abrupt cut to them on horses. (laughs) Yeah, what was that about? They're just riding horses, having fun together. Yeah, like... And then his horse is like eating all the leaves on the tree. They're like talking and flirting a little. There's a scene that happens while they're in the woods or the forest. And his horse just keeps eating the bushes. (laughs) It's really cute. (laughs) So he calls the, like, housekeeper, whose name is Mr. Tuttle, because he's like, all this freaking clanging is going on. Like, this house is so loud and creaky. What's going on? And Mr. Tuttle is like, oh, you know, it's the furnace. It's an old house. Old houses make noises. You've seen scary movies before. You know what people say. Yeah. Also, I thought it was really funny because this is when he specifies, like, oh, it's every 6 6 a.m. for 30 seconds the banging happens. And I was like, oh, no, it's the heartbeat of the unexploded missile. But also, <laughs> yeah. it was like in freshman year, I lived in the all-girls dorm. And for whatever reason, I got the room. I mean, not for any reason. It was just because someone had to live there. But um, I lived with my roommate in the room right behind the fucking dumpsters. So, like, every Wednesday at 7 a.m., we would just wake up to, like, the loudest banging yeah. in the world. Like, literally just, like enormous metal structures slamming enormous metal structures around and we were like good morning we're 18 (laughs) (laughs) it was so scary (laughs) he like has a little string quartet i guess of maybe students helping him compose 
he's like really good job guys but like our beats aren't totally in sync and then he tells like a cellist or something like oh darling you have to do blankety blank and i said hey don't call your students darling and Mm. my next note is i want this movie to be over yeah we're only like 30 minutes in we're only 30 minutes in. I'm almost halfway done with my notes. <laughs> I, I really faded fast with this movie. And it's, I want to stress again, it's not bad. It's a good it movie. Isn't. It's it just is the pacing just slow. is garbage. It's just slow. But it like ebbs and flows a lot, I feel like. Mm. And this next scene was something that actually did scare me. Yeah, that's true. He comes home to all the taps in his house being on. There's just water running from like every sink and bathtub. And I was like, that, you know what? That is scary. And like I'll he goes to turn one off and then it sounds like another one turns on or like yeah. he like and he like follows them in like a trail upstairs and everything. It's interesting. And he goes up to one bathroom and he looks in the bathtub and there's like a body under the water. Yes. Yeah. No. A tiny was... little body under the water. It was scary. This Very is when scary. it was like, oh, okay, so now like they're giving us something concrete instead of just like house is haunted. Yeah, it's I like, literally. Yeah, but how? Explain. I like pumped my fist. I was like, here we go. I was so <laughs> excited. But like immediately, he's like, okay, the house is haunted. And I feel like in so yes. many scary movies now, it's like, oh, I must be going insane with grief or something. But he's like, no, no, right, that was a ghost. Because he calls up Mrs. Norman, I believe, Claire's mother he's talking to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my house is haunted. And she's like, yeah, that house wasn't supposed to be rented. Like, Claire expedited the paperwork. Like, that should oh, not yeah. have been rented out to you. It's not It's not fit to be lived in. It doesn't want people, she says. So, like, so everyone agrees that this house is haunted. Literally. I think because doesn't he go to the historical society? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think the woman he talks to is this woman, Minnie um, oh. Huxley. I thought that was Claire's mom. No, it's a di- And it doesn't super matter, but she's going to come up a little bit later in a does way that's Claire's kind of interesting. Does Claire's mom ever come back? She does. She comes to the seance for no apparent reason. Not to be ageist, but there's too many old women who look the same. No, they, you're not wrong. They look very similar. Whoops. Um, okay. <laughs> My bad. But also, like, Claire expediting the papers seems kind of shady, right? That's, I was like, okay, so she, like, wants him to live in this haunted house. But, like, I guess maybe the not sinister side of that, which is still sinister before I say it, but it's like she knows who he is. Maybe he is a famous composer and, like, she likes him and she wants him oh, to, like, be accessible to her. So she, like, really wants him to live in this house. Yeah. But also, like, that's creepy. Yeah. It's wild. Regardless, she's a creep. I don't know what to say. Yeah, she's weird. It's like... I never trusted her for a second, and then the movie was over, and I was like, oh, I was supposed to have trusted her? (laughs) Yeah, the way they write her is just not good, also. Yeah, she's not a person, you know? Yeah, no. She's just there. She's a woman in a movie. Like, she's not real and human at all. Yep, yep, yep. Um... But I was like, oh, my God, is she, is she in cahoots with the ghost? I was like, this is going to be a scam to steal his life force. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right? That would have been cool. I was like, she's in on it. It makes so much sense for her to be in on it. Which I guess is them being like, haha, got you. But I'm like, that made more sense than your ending. <laughs> no, literally. It's like that thing of when you try so hard to fake out the audience that like yeah. the fake out answer makes more sense than yeah. the real answer. You yep. know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. It's like the malignant. <laughs> it's like the malignant. <laughs> oh, except malignant. I fucking love. Um, but anyway, he goes home and there's like red, gl- like glass shatters and it's like red glass, which isn't super important except yeah. that there's a window that like notably has little red glass panes above it. And it's like all the way in the top of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of the panes is missing. So you're like, all right, 
something ghostly just happened up there which like at this point i was not very alarmed by because something ghostly happens every single time he's home (laughs) right so it's like it could be crazy like the bathtub time but it also could just be like the time a door opened and it was like oh wow (laughs) (laughs) oh no but also I wrote, it's the Mona, because again, the way the subtitles described the sounds were like distant moaning. And I was like, I don't think I would have known that was people <laughs> if it wasn't for the captions. There's some really creepy sound design in this movie. Like some of like the voiceover and like the moaning really like got to me. It's very goblin-y. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I like it really like makes my tummy upset. Yeah. Yeah. Very like not human like, which is... <sighs> It's like that thing in Irreversible where they put like a frequency of sound over that capital T, that scene that like makes your stomach upset. Classic. And it's because like during that scene, they also they like play a frequency to make you sick to your stomach. That's I've never, so I've never weird. actually watched that movie. I'm really scared of it. No. Yeah. I, I, I like, like I Gaspar Noe name, though. though. I love Climax. Yeah. Like I love that movie. Oh yeah. That's why I know that name. I but I feel like I am not cut out for Irreversible. That's the thing. Like, that's how I know the Bravo TV network is pussy sometimes because like irreversible would be on this list, but like, yeah, ain't no way they're airing that on TV. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I shouldn't say that. There's a couple like high up that I'm like, I'm surprised we're going there, but. Oh, okay. So you, there's like a music cue. So it's like, Oh, something's wrong. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, the glass broke, but like that could be fucking anything. So he goes in the house and he like goes into a cupboard and um you can see that it's like boarded up and he starts ripping out the shelves and throwing shit on the floor and i said man you're renting you can't do that call you do not own this mansion say hey can i get in the spooky attic (laughs) (laughs) sorry that made me laugh (laughs) um but he forces his way in there and it is like a disturbingly creepy room like it's cobwebby yeah. in a way Ugh. that is so oppressive like it's the thickest cobwebs i've seen in my life just inches of dust on everything yeah. and like one small wheelchair in the corner yeah it's not good the vibes yeah. are rancid rancid um but also he's like ramming himself against the door to that little room to get it open and it won't budge and then all of a sudden it opens like right. very slowly like, on its own, on which in. I thought that was kind of cool. Also, it's like no one's supposed to have lived in the house for 12 years, but like no way that room has seen the light of day in like a fucking millennium. I feel like it takes a lot longer than 12 years to accumulate that much dust, you know? Yeah. But also in this room, there is a very old music box, which I didn't recognize as a music box initially. My notes just say, there's a sticky box in here. (laughs) It's not very decorative on the outside. And also everything's covered in dust and cobwebs. Yeah, it's Um, hard to make out. And also he finds the music box. He also finds a little like notebook or something Mm -hmm. like a file. And it says CSB 1909, which is like something, you know? Yeah. Um, But then he also does find the music box. You are very right. He calls up Claire and is like, check this shit out. And he opens the music box and then hits play on his recording of his composition. And they're the same. That's pretty scary. That shit's cool. Again, I was so suspicious of her because she keeps being like, nothing's ever happened here. Like, what do you mean? Like, why are you so resistant to this if you're not in on it? And he's like, let me show you my scary room. (laughs) Yeah, because she's like, oh, well, there's no like records of anything weird as far back as 1920 and it's like girl shut up (laughs) 
But also, um, he uh, John says something interesting. He's like, well, Huxley, Miss Huxley, Winnie, no, Minnie, whatever her fucking name is. The lady from the historical society who like seems to answer the phones. <laughs> who I thought was Claire's mom. <laughs> um, I. Well, that's the thing, though. They introduce her as Minnie, and then they keep calling her Miss Huxley. And I was like, who the fuck? And then I, I had no idea. No, because and why would you? Whoops. Um, but he's like, oh, she's wrong about the house wanting or, or not wanting people. Yes. She's like, oh, that house doesn't want people. He's like, no, it's desperately trying to communicate with me. I can tell. Right. Which is so cool. So they're in like heavy research mode now. They're at the library because like Tara said, there's nothing earlier than 1920. And yeah. they figure out that there was a fire there in 1920. It was the last like notable thing that they know about. Um, but they go further back into the records trying to find out who lived there before that. And they learned that there was a little girl who was killed. She was hit by like a coal cart. Yes. And was killed outside the house. And so he thinks like that spirit of the little girl is trying to reach him because he has a dead daughter. So he thinks of himself as like a vessel for that kind of energy. Because he says at some point, like, everything that's been happening has been, like, in an effort to get me up to that attic, right? Like, the water mm-hmm. was kind of taking him gradually yeah. upstairs. And then also they talk about, like, that wheelchair is so small, there has to have been a sick child in right. there. So the idea of, like, maybe, like, a, a child was sick and then she, you know, got hit by the the car or the coal cart. And this is when Claire's like, oh, you should get out of that house. But I was still, I was still suspicious of her. My notes say, she's yeah. sus. I will not waver. And I didn't. <laughs> And, like, that's fair. We also learn that the Historical Society bought the house in November of 1967 on a grant from Carmichael, who's the senator. Mm. And then there's the um, the family that lived in the house in 1909, Dr. Barnard, which, like, that doesn't make sense. There's so much info. That Barnard thing was just to throw you off. There's so many, like, red herrings. There's so many, like, little trails they try to take you down yeah. to distract you from the answer, which, like, I never would have guessed what is actually going on yeah, in a million no, years. Absolutely they don't give us not. a chance to. Which is fine. I like not knowing. I like being That's surprised. True. Yeah, it's like weird because they're like, oh, like the doctor and his wife and Lloyd, who I wrote was Cora's brother and Cora are all oh, buried in a Cora. family <laughs> plot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's like, there. it's like either it's a different family that at one time lived in that house or like, I don't fucking know, dude. This is when I was frantically texting you, Tara. Like, I don't know what's happening in this movie. This is no, when I was yeah. like, he put on glasses and I thought he was a different character. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, it really is like, this was, uh, this was when I was like falling asleep also. So we get really in the that. weeds. It's, it was well, weird too, because I forgot about all that Dr. Barnard shit. Like, who is that? I feel like I'm being bad at my job right now. No. I'm just like skipping over whole scenes in my brain, but I'm like, no, I don't fair. think they were important. No, they, it wasn't. It wasn't important. It's it's all there to mislead us, essentially. Yeah. Um, like, y'all can watch the movie. We don't need to say everything that happens. It's on <laughs> Shudder. It's good. You should watch it. Oh, it was on Shudder? I watched it on Peacock. Oh. But basically, um, the, the, the gist of all this nonsense is that John is, like, distraught about, like, a child dying in, like, a, vehic- a vehicular accident. Yeah. You know? Um, and so he's like, I can't go through this again because he's just lost his own daughter. And then he, like goes home and then Kathy's little ball bounces down the stairs 
And it's like, enough. He's had so enough of it that he grabs that ball and he gets in his car, drives to a bridge and like throws it off into a river below. He's like, I am done with you. Like I'm releasing this. Like I am, I'm moving on. I'm not letting this haunt me or whatever. And immediately I was like, man, you're wasting your fucking time. Yeah. My notes say, well, it will be back. And then immediately, yep, yep. here yep. it is. I said, you happens? know that's coming back. <laughs> the ball fucking falls down the stairs again. And me, he like walks in the front door and it's like thud, 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 thud. And that is when it hit 45 minutes and I wrote, so presa puta and then fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good spot for a break. That's right? a nice like button. Surprise, bitch. Thought you'd seen the last of me. Because then we come back and... Oh, is it seance time? Yeah. Well, first, I do want to say really quickly, there's like a tiny lead in and this doesn't matter, but it made me laugh. He's at like a place that says psychic research. It's like a wing of a hospital, it looks like. And this man in a full lab coat is like, oh, yes, we get mediums and such and we interview them and 99% are frauds, but 1% are astonishing. (laughs) Um... And like, that's it. And then we're in seance mode. And I was like, there could have been a little connecting moment. They couldn't be like, I recommend madam, whatever the fuck. There's not a lot of those. That's all of a sudden people are just in his house. They're in his house with so much shit. This is a very elaborate seance. Yeah. There's like a two foot metal cone involved in it. I, I'm going to tell you about my cone theory. That wasn't (laughs) true. I had such a... I have never seen something like that in my life. Have you? Uh, no, I was like, is this an old-timey EVA machine? No. I've never old seen that before. The 1980s. No, I literally... It was like, I don't understand the purpose of it. No. Oh, God. They just knock it over, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, it, like, rattles around on the table. And it's, like, in the goof section. It's, like, it's at inconsistent places on the table. So I'm like, so then what was it for? What did Why it Why did indicate? we have it? It was so dramatic. And for what? Oh, my favorite stupid thing happens in this. I have to report this to IMDb because I didn't see it in the goofs. So for whatever reason, in his house are Claire and her mother. And then the seance lady who we don't get a name for, I don't think, and her husband. That's like I've seen the movie and I know it wasn't her, but my brain is just like supplying um, the woman from Poltergeist. What's her name? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I can't remember her Zelda? Yeah, yeah, you know, yes, exactly. Zelda somebody. I'm picturing her, but I know it wasn't I her. I wish it was. That'd be <laughs> so good. Um, But, oh, her name's Lee. Lee is the name of the psychic. Ah. Leah, I think. Good Leah. And she comes in, and they're all, like, talking about the seance and, like, getting ready at a table, and then she just wanders off. Um, She does so much. So she does. She kind of eats. She does eat. Um. But she like sits down and she's saying the presence is reaching out to John via his like love for his family, which I guess is why his family had to be dead. But she sits down and like part of her thing is that she channels via like writing. Yeah. Which we saw in the others. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. You're so right. But the thing that's so funny, she sits down and like starts her hand starts to move and her husband shoves a pencil in, but it's upside down and she's writing with the fucking eraser. That is hysterical. They're also like, they're like a comedy duo. Like it's not supposed to be funny, but she writes so big. She'll get like one word on these huge like sheets of paper (laughs) and have to like throw it over his shoulder and like... He's like lifting up her arm and like, it's so, it's like a human typewriter. It's so silly. And he's like yelling out what she's writing. And I'm like, those aren't words. Yeah. That's the thing because she's very visibly just like scribbling circles. And sometimes he's like, and this is what it says. But then sometimes she does write like yes or no. And Uh I'm like, 
so what's the rest of all that? And like, I know when people do that, they do sometimes like just scribble. It's like moving their hands, but yeah, then like, like words will show up in the middle of it and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. This, I did get so fucking scared out of my skin right here because I heard footsteps <gasps> in my apartment oh. and I got so scared for like two seconds until I realized it was my across the hall neighbor, like going <laughs> out and going to work and like locking his door. But like, just like watching this scene and just hearing footsteps oh. from behind me, I was like, oh. I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But then that's I heard like his keys jingling and I was like, Oh, <laughs> he does this every day. He, go, he this is his routine. I, I know, I know what's happening. <laughs> But my rational brain, like, shut off for a second watching this movie. There's also, like, I don't know if this is relevant, but, like, there's a shot of, like, looking down from up the attic stairs. And there's, like, a big pile of dirt. And I was like, where did that fucking come from? I don't remember. Because it's not there most of the rest of the time. I just thought anything was going to be a clue. And it wasn't. None of it was clues. So she's scribbling. She's channeling. And she says there's a very strong presence that's a child's presence. And it's a child named Joseph, and Joseph wants to talk to John. Yes. Um, Which is maybe the first time I realized his name. That's so fucking fair. It's the first time I have his name written down in my notes, at least. Um, but the big the big gag is, like, it's not fucking Cora. It's this right. little kid, Joseph. Joseph? And you're like, Joseph? Huh? Where did Joseph come from? He's in there. That's the thing. They said the brother was dead. The brother was named Lloyd. So I was like, what the fuck? That's like, why did we do all that? Why did we have the Cora and the Lloyd if it was Joseph? You know what I, I mean? I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, this is a movie. This isn't real. Also, <laughs> you can get to the point. Why is Claire's mother here? I don't I would like know. to ask, why is she at the seance? I, did they need another body? I must. They, that must be it. Don't you need, like, a lot of people for a seance? Probably to, like, close the circle or something. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, wh- don't, don't take your elderly mother. What's wrong with you? No. She's not that old. But still. And then they put the tube on the table. Oh, sorry, just one quick no, thing no, about please. the scribbling. Because then she's writing, and it's just the word help over and over yes. again. And mm. that really scared me. Because it's like her partner just like reading like, help, help, like monotone over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. That like no, that shivered me scary. timbers. That shit was scary. I thought that came later. Oh, yeah, because they stop, don't they? Because I thought, surely that's the end of the seance. Yeah. Okay, we got like a kid named Joseph who wants help from John. We got it. But then they bust out the cone. Yeah, like... And, like, I thought the cone was good because they're, like, okay, they're asking, like, like, did you die here? Like, what happened? Like, what's wrong? What can we do? Like, is this somebody's fault? I don't know. They're asking all these questions. And the cone's, like, wiggling around the table. And I thought it was starting to point to Claire's mom. And I was, like, Claire's mom was the mom in the house. And, like, she killed her baby or something, you know? No. And, in fact, the cone is in different places in other shots. Maybe this is what I have to do to get a yes or no answer from AT&T is to bust out a cone next time I'm on the phone with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Rattle it around this on the table. This is literally how I felt. I'm like, will I get my phone today? And <laughs> just like scribble, 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 scribble. Help. Help. Literally just be going, help. Help me, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because at one point it looks like the, like the tube is heading towards Claire. I don't fucking know. Yeah, they're asking questions. They're asking questions like, did you die in this house? And the answers are just like, my room can't walk. My father. And asking, oh, how did yeah. you die? And it's just father, the well, ranch, dark, my metal, father. Just like, but every time they're like, how did you die? The voice says father. So it's like, yeah, okay, that's right. Got it. That's right. 
this was very disturbing to me. It's like, just like yeah. the voice that they say, because this is when we hear the little kid's voice. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And it's like so like light and like, father, my metal. It's like so chilling. I hated it. It's so creepy. I didn't even realize I didn't, I, I didn't realize that I had it, that they caught it on tape. They did. They were recording it as well. Okay. I didn't realize. And so when it was on the tape, I was like, what? <laughs> Like a glass flies across the room and shatters against the wall. And Claire is hysterical. Yes. And I was like, she did something. Right. She is so suspicious. Like, she's so distraught. And like, I understand it's like scary, but it's like, it doesn't make sense. Are you the imposter from Among Us? (laughs) Literally, hello. (laughs) Imposter from Among Us? I think it's part of the reason Claire being hysterical is so weird is because everybody kind of really underreacts to every scary thing that's happening. Yeah. You know? Or to anything that happens. Yeah, to like anything that happens ever. But okay. Um, oh, this was very disturbing because while we're hearing like the little boy crying, this is the first time we kind of see what has happened through like yes vision or flashback whatever it's because he's movie. listening back on the tape which has recordings you can hear the little boy's voice on the recording and like not for nothing i'm sorry it's the same thing as in the 1990s it miniseries where like they just got a random <gasps> pa to go i'm joseph i'm the dead little child and it's like very clearly we're an adult all woman the pitching, dead kids we're all the dead kids and then he's like my father my father that's why it's so like that's why it feels so so weird because it's slightly wrong this really bothered me we like see the event of this little boy dying and this like really upset me not to be like i'm so different because a little boy dying in a movie made me upset but just that it's very effective and also um also, I wrote, I am begging John to stop rewinding because he realizes they caught the voice on tape and he listens to like little phrases over and over again. However, um, when he rewinds it several times, Leah, the, the medium, is going, how did you die? How did you die? And then John starts going, how did you die? Onto mm-hmm. the tape recording. It's so creepy. Yep. Um, and we sure get to see it. It's like, because we keep hearing like father, my father, like dark, well, my metal, whatever. And so we see this little boy like upstairs in the spooky attic room, pre cobwebs, Mm -hmm. sitting in his wheelchair and a man who we can assume is his father comes in and like grabs his legs and drowns him in the bathtub and is just holding his legs up and like keeping his torso underwater. And it's like really... It's kind of graphic. It goes on for a very long time. Yes. And it was scary. We learned that's what the fucking clanging is. He's slamming his hands into the sides of the fucking bathtub. And you hear the water sounds because he's thrashing underwater. Mm -hmm. And like you see his face and like it's like all the things that have been happening. And you're like, oh, fuck. And like that was harrowing. That was fucking terrifying. That's the face he saw in his bathtub was that little boy. I didn't care for that shit. It's awful. I wrote, oh, I hate this. Like, it's fucking so upsetting. Oh, and then like, John just passes out over his notes. That's so true. He calls Claire and dead faints. And yeah. like, actually, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I would too. And also he's saying he wrote down some words. At yeah, some he point. wrote down because Claire shows up after he calls. She shows up just sobbing. Yeah. And he's like, by the I, way, I wrote down some words. I wrote down sacred heart and orphanage. Yeah, and she's, like, weeping, and she's, like, it's the county orphanage. It closed years ago. And I'm, like, okay, so what do you know about it? 
That's she's having a full meltdown. She's like pacing around and then she freezes. Yes. I thought she was possessed. I thought I could because she freezes so abruptly. The only thing going through my head, I thought she had like backed into a wall and like hit her head on a nail or something yeah, like yeah, impaled yeah. herself and died. We've been seeing a lot of that shit. Right. And because she's just dead still. I'm like, what has happened here? But she's staring at the top of the staircase. It's the wheelchair, baby. It's a little baby wheelchair. Like. And like it's one of like how the fuck could it have gotten down there from the exactly, attic? and like Ugh. silently too. Yeah, because this house has been so loud up until now. I guess Claire says it. Somebody says the child Joseph Carmichael. He was murdered in this house in the attic and buried, and then an orphan, mm. which is important because all of those things are somehow true, and we'll those get to what are that very is. true. But before we get to that. It's an abrupt cut to the senator driving to a building and his license plate says Joe. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, that's the fucking senator. And then like, oh, shit, it's only 1980. He could feasibly have been alive in 1909. Joe could be Joseph. Yeah. But also, like, they don't address the wheelchair. No. It's so funny. We move on. Um, My notes say the following. It says, Joe doing senator stuff. Bro, I am not paying attention. And then it says, Spencer Carmichael Empire. So what I have written down is, <laughs> is Claire Cora or something? Because I still thought... And like that would make sense if Claire's was the sister of the dead boy. They want us to forget about Cora. Yeah. And then I wrote, why does this building look like a butt plug? <laughs> is that the... Am uh, I not what? right? The Spencer the S- Carmichael Empire. I think so. I don't know. He walks into a building and then I guess don't we we get like this weird pan and then it's like this butt plug ass looking building. I mean, like the building is literally tall, but it sits on a thing that looks like a fucking butt plug. And I'm right. Literally. I know the Daniels told me so. The Daniels told me so. The Daniels love butt plugs. Building butt plug this I know for the Daniels told me so. I'm sorry. The next thing I have is like the lore and the explanation of the senator situation. So if there's something before that, go ahead. The only thing I have is that um, the senator's on the phone with Minnie Huxley, who is the one who was like the house doesn't want people. Who I did not know was a character. (laughs) It's not a huge thing, but... Oh, because she called, no, she calls the senator and she's like, they've been looking through the files. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, you know, I'm here to help. Right. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, he knows. That's the problem. Did I misunderstand this movie? No, no. They don't make a very clear choice. I don't think he knows what's up. You know what I mean? He just knows like something is up. I I think he he just knows to. Right. Yeah. Like. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But, okay, we might as well get into what the situation is. Yeah. Okay, correct me if any of this is wrong or stop me, but Joseph's father killed him because Joseph was set to inherit a large sum of money from his grandfather, but he would only get it when he turned 21. Yes. However... Joseph wasn't expected to live to the age of 21. Yes. And so the solution, I'm saying in air quotes, to yeah. this that his father saw was to kill his son 
and to then say he was being sent to Europe to seek treatment and replace Mm -hmm. him with an orphan. And that orphan is the senator. Yes. 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 yes, yes. What? (laughs) So Senator Joe is the changeling. Baby Joe is the one who died. Yes. That's my shorthand. Yes. That was a much more succinct way of saying it. No. Um, I was going to make it way less succinct, in fact, because I wrote down like every nitty gritty little detail that didn't matter. It was funny because I just watched Orphan First Kill like two days ago. I really liked it. (gasps) Yay. I think if you're going to watch Orphan First Kill, you got to like stick with it through the first act because like at first you're like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? (laughs) But then what the fuck is going on there? It's really good. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Basically, so uh, John and Claire figure all this out. And John is like, yeah, everything worked for him. Even the war worked, which is like this interesting mm. thing of like rich people profiting off of suffering because mm-hmm. World War II was like a cover for him to be out of the country and everything. Yeah. I wrote, God, this is just like Bridgerton, which like, no, it's not. But the whole thing, how like he has a stutter. So his dad is like, you are not my son. And then like his son. I mean, I realize it was a money thing and not like, I hate you because you're disabled. It's just like, I hate you because I can't profit off you. But you know. I just thought it was funny to be like this 19 like 80s horror movie like this is just like Bridgerton. <laughs> anyway, uh, Claire is like, well, do you think the senator knows about the murder and like the replacement? And I, w- I wrote, I think he'd have to No, But I guess not. Yeah, it's. And then I said, also, based on that phone call, he totally knows. Right. Right. Which like, like maybe he just thinks like he got adopted at a young age and that's all he knows, you know? Maybe, yeah. And also like who knows what Richard Carmichael said to him? He could have been like, yeah. "Oh my god, you were taken from us." Like it could be anything, really. It's just weird, you know? Like I I would have liked a lot more closure on that. Yeah. And then also, I was like, "Well, why would he keep it hidden if he knew because he didn't do anything wrong. His dad did something wrong, but like he's a politician now. It would be in fact i think a smart move to be like hey i'm gonna expose corruption in like Mm -hmm. my family legacy to like prove that he's like honest to a fault that's i think he doesn't Uh, know i think he doesn't know i don't there's no way it doesn't fully make sense but i think he doesn't know they okay so what happens is they they see all this shit and then john is like i'm gonna go find the will of either like a carmichael or a spencer whoever the Spencer Graham because they're okay because the Spencer Carmichael building is not a man named Spencer Carmichael it's two families and it's like the Carmichaels who committed the murder and then the Spencers who's like the mother of Joseph but she died like in childbirth or something oh yeah so she died in childbirth and then the father like the Spencer dad like was like I hate you my daughter's dead I'm giving mm. all my money to our grandkids so that's why he did the murder and everything so he could get the inheritance to, okay. our, to your grand to yeah he's like my grandkid your son okay 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 but the Spencer guy died and he was like a zillionaire and he's like he's so rich the will's gonna have to be public I don't know ah so he goes to find the will and he's like, I'm also going to search for a ranch and a well, because those are things mm-hmm. that Joseph as a ghost, baby Joseph, the ghost one mentioned, <laughs> um, because that's presumably where the body is. Right. So he goes and he meets some man in like a library and the guy's like, all right, check this shit out. And he pulls out all these floor plans for the Carmichael ranch. So he's looking at all these properties of the ranch and he's like, the guy is like, oh, the property kept getting divided up into like a bunch of little shit. And eventually the well got covered over in like the twenties or something. So he's like, cool, 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 cool. 
but like he he's like that's the building where the well would have been he's like give me that address and they do so that's when he drives up to the house and he knocks on the door and no one's there and he picks up a paper and it says mrs e gray and then he goes home and talks to somebody and then he and claire go back to mrs gray's house okay (laughs) i don't know how i missed every single thing of that no, because you were like, the thing is, it takes me several hours. Like when I, it takes me like three hours to watch an hour and a half movie because I pause every five seconds and write down everything that happened, which is why I'm constantly backtracking and making no fucking sense. <laughs> so it's not on you. That's on me. I just missed whole scenes of this movie. It would seem. No, you just didn't write them down because they don't make any sense and they don't matter. So he's talking to Mrs. Gray mm-hmm. and her daughter had a nightmare Mm-hmm. about a gnome-like boy which they cut to the nightmare literally it just doesn't a boy. look like a gnome yeah it was like i understand they're trying to like emphasize that he was very small because he he had um like a tropic arthritis it's some outdated term that we don't use anymore but like when you say like a gnome-like boy i picture like the travelocity gnome like i'm not thinking of like a tiny little guy you know what yeah I mean? no i'm picturing a garden gnome yes yes <laughs> It was like, That's are we just like taking cheap shots at this boy with arthritis? Like, it was relax. so rude. It was so weird. Um, and then I don't know how we get from point A to point B, but then John is in a well. Correct? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically, he's like, hey, we want to tear. Th-. And he's like, well, you, you know, we want to like rip up the room and find the well because he's crawling out of the floor. And she's like, I have to think about this. And then the daughter has another nightmare, even though she's sleeping in the mom's room. Now she's like walks into the room and it happens again. So she calls them and they start digging and like her son is there helping. And like, that makes sense. But why do we point that out? Like, he's like, this is Tony, Mrs. Gray's son. I'm like, okay, does that matter? And the answer is no, it doesn't. He's digging and he's like, I think I feel something. And they're like, what is it? And he's like, it's a hand. And I said, oh, did it slap you five? (laughs) So Mrs. Gray is like, I'm going to call the cops. There's a body in the ground in my house. So the cops come and they exhume the rest of the body. And it's like the whole body. And they go, do you know who this little boy is? And he's like, not really. And they're like, what does that mean? And he's like, no. And then Claire is like, why didn't you tell the cops? And he's like, I can't prove it without his little medal. Because like, how would like, there's no proof that it's little Joseph Carmichael, the real one. Because they're looking for his christening medal. Yes. Um, So he breaks back into the house to dig for the medal. And then that happens. So he's digging for the metal and it just kind of like appears out of the dirt. It's a really cool shot. Like it excavates itself. It's like claymation-y looking. It's really cool. So that's when Claire's like, oh, we should go to the police. And he's like, no, it has to be done by me. I'm like, all right. A, the police are already on it because there was a body found in there. So that could be a helpful thing to be like, also, here's the metal. Yeah. Which not to be like pro-cop on the podcast. No, but it's like he's being like silly. You know? Yeah, it's a weird, like, like the police can help with this part of this issue, but not this part. You know what I mean? Every time Claire's like, maybe we should tell the cops that, like, the senator is not really the senator or whatever. I mean, he is, but, you know, like, we should tell the cops about what we know about this dead little boy. And he's like, no, because the cops won't believe what we have on the recordings. And, like, fair enough. The cops probably aren't going to believe a little ghost boy told you that. But then he finds the metal, which is what he was saying that was what they needed. And then yeah. she's like, let's go to the cops. And he's like, no, they won't believe I found it there. And I'm like, then why didn't you just like tell the police to keep digging if you were sure it was there, which you clearly were because you broke back into the house. Ha- 
stupid. He's like, the only way to solve this is if I take it into my own hands. And he takes it into his own hands by chasing the senator onto his airplane, screaming, brandishing this medal, going, I'm living in your house and waving this medal around. So, like, naturally, he is detained. Exactly. Like, that was not the best way to go about doing what you needed to be done. It's so funny. Like, at a time where he has the most security around him ever. Getting onto an airplane. I'm living in your house. It's (laughs) so silly. And it's like fighting on the fucking tarmac. It's so dumb. So he goes back home. The doors are banging. This actually is a little scary because like every door starts to bang. It's like not all at once. It's like one at a time. So that's pretty scary. (laughs) But then, okay, yeah. So then the cops are here and they have some questions. They're like, you dug up bones because a ghost (laughs) told you to. And then you attacked a senator. (laughs) We need to have words. Also, before the cop shows up, all the doors and stuff are banging. And it's like, Joseph, baby Joseph is angry. And he yells up the stairs. "Uh, You son of a bitch. What do you want? And I was like, John, he's a baby. (laughs) Like, not for nothing. But yeah, the senator like called in his buddies who are cops because what the fuck there's a man screaming at him on the tarmac (laughs) and he's like oh yeah it's also like they know about the ghost like he didn't make any attempt to conceal the ghostness which i would think you would do if you were worried about being taken seriously you know but they're like oh ghosts and you did this and he's like and also they're like, you made accusations. And he's like, I didn't make any accusations. Like, which is true. All he did was yell, I have your medal. <laughs> like, I know about the little boy. And he's like, what do you mean? But then like Claire arrives. And instead of being like, hey, the cops are here. He's like, come on in. And she's like, hey, what are the cops doing here? Yeah, she's like pissed. Oh, yeah. She gets in and they're talking. Basically, she got kicked out of the historical society. Yes. And they canceled John's lease. Yes. Oh, yeah. And also, DeWitt, the cop, is like, you're, you've are you been, like, you've been grieving, and I'm sure you're under a lot of stress, which like, also Claire, I think, suggests to him at one point, or somebody. But he's like, we, we could get you some help with that. Like, clearly threatening to lock him up in, like, a yeah. mental health facility, you know? Um, so everything is going wrong, but Claire is girl bossing about it. She's like, I'm going to go fucking find out what's up with this. And she like storms out of the house. And the cops leave as well. Yes. The cop also leaves. And then the house is being scary again. And like a mirror shatters and someone is dead back there. Yeah. I couldn't figure out. I think it's supposed to be DeWitt, the officer, but I couldn't figure that out after having seen him for two seconds. Exactly. I thought it was supposed to be John. So did I. Yeah, the only time it makes any sense is that we then cut. Claire calls John and she was like, I was just walking like to the office and there's like a random car upside down in the street and we don't know how it got like that. And they zoom in and she's like, it's Captain DeWitt or whatever his name is. And then you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Right. But it's it's so very confusing in the moment. It's really confusing. But But it gives us the impression that Joseph killed the police captain. So like, he's angry. He's angry. So then Joe goes to talk to the senator, and this is when I became convinced that the senator did not know, because... Yeah, no. John just, like, tells him the whole story again. 
you know, like we yeah. get to hear it again. And the senator, Joe, responds with, OK, how much do you want? Like, yeah. he thinks he's being blackmailed. He thinks that John's like making up some story to blackmail him and he can pay him off to keep right. him quiet. And this has happened before. He's like and he says as much. He's like, you people come in here with some story that makes me look bad. And like, I I'm, I will pay you off. I don't care anymore. And he's like, it's the truth. It won't be buried. And I was like, ooh, metal. <laughs> Well, and John is able to like get under his skin eventually because he's like all your life, like you've known something was wrong. And that's why you're always so generous with your money. Like you give so much to the historical society because you felt like something is wrong and you didn't earn that money and you didn't deserve it. Wait, that's so sad. That makes so much sense. I know you're, I didn't pick up on that. I was sort of caught up in the yelling of it all. There is a lot of yelling because joe gets immediately like very upset he's like crying because he thinks his father was this great man he's like you won't slander his good name and i'm like your father murdered a baby (laughs) yeah but that's like he can't know because why would he ever say that because he responds because so emotionally and he's distressed right he's not like you won't be smirch my good rich family name he's fucking crying yes he's like looking at a picture of his father and sobbing like that's a very different response than if someone was like being cagey about something i think right and it's like and like oh he also he goes you're the beneficiary he goes you're the beneficiary of the cruelest kind of murder murder for profit i was like yeah and also he yells that changeling was you and i was like they said he said the thing but like but when you think about it like john is threatening senator joseph's entire sense of self yeah oh yeah like his whole identity his whole it's so you aren't who you think you are exactly exactly and like your father isn't who you thought he was oh that's tough major props to melvin douglas who's the actor that played senator joseph carmichael that man was eating it's incredible yeah i was very upset yeah because also senator joseph isn't just saying like my father was like a great man he's like my father was a loving man like it's so horrible it's rough so he throws joe oh my god joe and john are much too similar of names this is difficult it's so annoying and there's two fucking joes yeah so he throws john out in his emotional state yeah but also john's like leaves the documents and he also leaves the only copy of the seance Mm. which like is so badass in theory because he's like i'm done with this like i wash my hands of this and everything and i'm like that's so cool but you might need that later in case this man gets angry you know um but the thing is the senator doesn't seem vengeful he just seems like this very sad like weak old man now Mm -hmm. and that always fucks with me like like the fucking give me my cake thing i was upset for that yes. man. you bet your ass yes. i'm upset for this man yes absolutely like if i'm upset for an abuser begging for cake i'm gonna be upset with a man who did nothing wrong have you seen x oh yes <gasps> just like being sad for old people who are yeah. also terrible yeah yep yeah pearl oh i can't wait for the pearl movie it's gonna I'm be so, so good but yeah, I also just think it's so funny that she's like, I can't fuck. And that makes me miserable. I'm like, oh, like real. Like, no, my that's husband fair. won't have sex with me anymore because yeah. I'm old. Like, yeah. but also he might have a heart attack. It's like the amusement park. Like you get old and your body like yeah. gives up on you. I can't be old and not fucking and confused and not any. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, it's so, so sad. It's awful. OK, I'm I'm moving on. <laughs> no, you're right. So Claire shows up at his house and he's not there. She's like calling his name, trying to find him. She hears his voice from upstairs in the scary room. And, and it's not starts, him. It's not John. Of course it's not 
not him. It's from the haunted ass room. But she starts going up there. And I'm like, Claire, what are we doing, babes? She starts going up the stairs and then she gets chased by the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Which chases her down the stairs. She like tumbles down. Yeah. I think she's fine. Yeah. It kind of like, seems like she could be dead, but I think she was fine. Yeah, and she fine. is. And also, like, not for nothing, I hate to be like this, but it, like, what would happen if the wheelchair slammed into her? Like, not much. You'd probably fall down the stairs. Yeah. Like you did. And, like, that's all. And, like, it, some of it was on flat parts of the, <laughs> the house. I'm like, just let it bang into you, and then it'll probably be done. I'm it's a sorry. child-sized wicker wheelchair. You're going to get bruised in, the like, the shins, and that yeah. sucks, but, like, that can happen if you play soccer, you know? Yep. That can happen <laughs> if you walk into a bed frame. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, she falls down the stairs, but she's like, oh, I'm going back up there. And then John is like, stop. He gets home from visiting the senator. Visiting. Just a cordial <laughs> what visit. What a visit it was. <laughs> and now we're getting like official capital G ghosty. Like yeah. shit's blowing around. Stuff is getting knocked over. The, what do you call it? Chandeliers swinging all around. Yeah. The stairs catch on fire yes there's like a really cool line of fire that goes like all the way down the banister and uh, john is like all right fuck this and he like yoinks um what's her name claire out of there but then he goes back inside and i was like don't do that he goes up the flaming staircase yeah and then he also he goes joseph no (laughs) like he's disciplining a real baby that's this is just a really quick cut but we do cut back to the senator who is in his era of realizing things <laughs> and then he yeah. shows up at the house he's in two places why is he in two places oh, no. he goes up the flaming staircase it's not john joseph goes up the flaming staircase well, no, john does go up the flaming stairs and then he gets pushed off the edge and then he lands on the ground and oh, then oh yes yeah it's so weird but then when Joseph is upstairs, the staircase like crumbles. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. He's stuck up there. John is stuck down there. And then like the chandelier falls, but John wakes up and rolls out of the way just in time. And Claire is banging on the door. She's like, what's going on in there? And John like comes to, gets up, goes outside. She yanks him outside. And then we see the senator seeing the murder of ghost Joseph like through the metal. Yeah, yeah. And again, he's in two places. I don't know if he's actually physically there or if he's at his home. Yeah, it's weird because he like is seeing what's happening through the metal. And then and it's like hanging over the picture of his father that he keeps on his desk, Mm -hmm. the little painting. And then he like falls over. Yep. And dies, presumably. And we see him get carted out of his like mansion. Yes. So he's in his house. I guess he's like astral projecting into oh, john's guess. house I, I, I think his yeah. physical body's in his house that does make sense does it <laughs> I, I not really <laughs> um but they uh they cart him out of there all covered up and claire is screaming hysterically yeah and um the carmichael house fucking burns down to the ground just like manderley baby but one thing survives It's the music box playing that fucking melody. Movie over. I am so sorry for how I described that movie. That I feel really bad about my work here today. Don't. It's what happened. It's that was messy. But it the movie's messy. It's messy. I'm so sorry. No, I refuse to let you apologize. This movie is cool, but it is a train wreck. Final thoughts on the changeling. 
the thing is the scary moments were really scary and the story is so fucking cool but it just it's it's just fucking messy yeah the acting's really good yeah it's just the pacing is god awful which is fine movies can't be slow i just don't always like them yeah and i didn't like i love slow movies like i love interstellar that movie's three fucking hours long that movie's actively really slow and like midsummer's really slow yeah some of my favorite movies are slow yeah yeah but the way this movie was slow just did not i didn't fuck with it i don't know i just didn't click with it and again i was just i'm in vacation brain i'm excited (laughs) i'm thinking about other things you know yeah, my, That's my, my bad. My tummy hurt when I started. It was just like <laughs> fucking um, the beyond. There's a lot going on. Yeah, but it, it's good. It is. It good. is. It is good. I do recommend it. I just wish it had been shaved down. Yeah. Um, Tara, what do you think the Bravo TV network chose as the 54th scariest movie moment of all time? It's got to be drowning the baby in the bathtub. It's not. I hate them. <laughs> Do you want to hear what, what it is? What is scarier than a man drowning his son and we have to watch? <laughs> Do you want to hear? Yeah. The ball rolling down the stairs. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> That's the thing. Because I look, I have like my little list of like every movie and the moment written out, right? Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. I look at my list and it's like the vanishing. Rex is buried alive. And then immediately after that, ball <laughs> rolls downstairs. Like, can we be fucking serious? I'm sorry I said I'm going to kill someone. I'm just angry. Just That's Rex so is buried dumb. alive, and then one thing scarier than that is a ball rolling down some stairs. It's like we literally did we not say the second he threw it in the river it was gonna come back? It's not surprising that it comes back. Like it's not not scary, but like yeah, come but like, on. That's my I wrote like, I don't know, the drowning really bothered me. Literally. <laughs> and like regrettably, there's I this has not happened yet. I really don't have anything to say about the special. That's it's funny. It's just Guillermo del Toro is there and he says he really likes the main character and thinks the main character is well written. I do too. And then it's just Michael Doherty, who I believe is a producer for the X-Men. He's somehow involved in X-Men. Oh and yeah, he, I think they filmed X-Men at the senator's house. And he just explains the scene and that's really it. That's so funny. It, it was just like nothing. Okay. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching Demons from 1985, directed by Lumberto Bava. Oh, are shit. you familiar? Um, I don't know. I googled Demons and the Imagine Dragons song came up. <laughs> did I say Imagine Dragons or did I just fucking say American You said Dragons? Imagine Dragons. Okay, good. I got scared. Ooh, this looks scary. I love this movie. Oh, I'm, I'm so... <gasps> I saw it once a couple of years ago, but I just, I love it. It's really cool. I just read a synopsis and I'm excited. Oh yeah. So for those who don't know, this movie is about a group of random people who are invited to a screening of a mysterious movie only to find themselves trapped in the theater with ravenous demons. Simple, delightful, not as simple as you would think it is based on that (laughs) description. We're going to have so much fucking fun with this movie. Dude, this guy is Mario Bava's son. Yes, he is. He is. That's so cool. And this Holy movie shit. is also produced by Dario Argento because I know yeah. like some poster art will say like Dario Argento's demons. And I'm Rude. like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. That's so weird. I mean, it certainly does have like his touch flair to it. But like, sure. God, oh man, it's it's really fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm really excited to talk about it. I like it a lot. 
Yeah, Bava was Blood and Black Lives, which we hate it, but maybe... Well, it seems like we will, probably, based I on... I really like this movie! I'm so excited. Oh, yay. It's where my demons hide. <laughs> it's, it's where, where my, my demons hide. <laughs> I love Imagine Dragons. I'll stand by that. Acting like we weren't all, like, rocking out to Radioactive. Yeah, grow up and have fun listening to Imagine Dragons. <laughs> you could also, if you choose, have fun... Um, listening to our first of all listening to our past episodes hey yeah. go back into the catalog guys why There's not almost 50 of them i know ah that's so exciting Ooh. um and you can also follow us on social media at fright your life on twitter and instagram and you can sim- canned you can't you can similarly follow riley and i on our individual social medias or our individual twitters at least um at tara elwood and at riley cassidy one and it sounds like you should probably go watch Demons. Maybe don't do it in a movie theater. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, and join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life. life. Ooh.